Hi, I'm Lauren Clash-Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Leona Michelle, writer and star of Little Girl Blue, running at New World Stages. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. Let's start talking about the fact that Little Girl Blue is a powerful new musical exploring the evolution of American musical icon and civil rights activist Nina Simone. The show first premiered in 2019 at the George Street Playhouse. Given the pandemic and the world's reaction to George Floyd, how have these last two years affected your work on Little Girl Blue and playing Nina Simone? These past few years have been tremendous. It's really deepened my work. Um, I found when I was inside of the cocoon of my home with my family and watching uh, the footage of George Floyd and seeing everything that was happening around the world and particularly in our country, uh, it, it made me sit still and really think about the messaging that Nina Simone worked so hard to push to the, to the front. You know, when she was here mm-hmm. 50, 60 mm-hmm. years ago, you know, she was, you know, told to be quiet and sit down. And she was too angry and it was too much. But I, I feel like now the world is ready for this message. And, and folks are really leaned in to mm-hmm. hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is a question for you as the writer. Both acts of your play focus on one particular concert that are moments in Simone's career. The first act takes place in April 1968, a few days after the assassination of Martin Luther King. The second act takes place at the Montreal Jazz Festival in Switzerland in 1976. What made you choose those two specific times of her life? What I wanted to do was really concentrate on how Nina Simone um, evolved from uh, being on American soil to foreign soil. And uh, how, how, and really, that was really the way in for me because I knew I wanted to tackle her um, tremendous breakdowns that she had throughout her life, you know, mental breakdowns, um, physical um, battles that she dealt with with her husband, the, the abuse, um, the bipolar, and also her heartbreaks. So I, I think when we look at this show and how it's crafted, um, those two concerts in particular are really there just to um, plant me in a location and, and, and give Nina Simone a point of view going in. And then, uh, of course, I could have just played those concerts the way they played in real time. Um, but that that wouldn't have been to me very creative. I, I, I decided to go inside of her internal so that the show can take a spin and a deep dive into who she was in 1968 in America and who she was in uh, 76 in, in Switzerland mm-hmm. internally. <laughs> Thank you for that deep dive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's shift for a moment and talk about you as the actor. So the New Yorker says that your interpretation of Simone's performances of her signature songs in a way that doesn't merely mimic but rather deepens an appreciation and understanding of her artistry. So how did you get there? Well, I'll say that uh, I'm first, I'm a fan, a huge fan of Nina. And she is uh, my hero. She saved me 
in a lot of ways. When I w- had one foot out of the door of the business and in, in the industry industry overall, and felt um, like there really wasn't a place for me as an artist here. Um, Nina's pain met my pain, and really. Uh, this is my gift to her and my saving grace to me. Uh, so playing this role every night is tremendously exhausting, mm-hmm. um, but so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's exhausting for the audience and, and satisfying as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I tapped on something just right. The shoe just fits <laughs> just right for me. <laughs> well, With everything else going on in your life and you talk about doing the show, so much is happening in the world and your own personal life. How do you manage your day, your voice, your body, knowing what you're going to be doing at eight o'clock in the evening? Uh, Well, you know, I I have become more disciplined for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing about Nina, although she seemed to be very hot tempered a lot of times on stage. She was very disciplined and she has taught me to have a respect for this craft. Um, I do a lot of, of warming up, but I'm also very exhausted like Nina, uh, but Nina produced some of her best work in her exhaustion. I get up every day and I have to go to George street playhouse where I'm the artistic associate and work alongside David Saint and building that season there. Um, I have another show that I'm working with over in London about the life of Nelson Mandela with my collaborators, Greg and Sean Borowski, who are five hours ahead of me. So that means I start at (laughs) 5 a.m. to check in with those meetings. And here I am pivoting right now to have this interview to talk about my my favorite subject, Nina Simone. So, you know, there's a time to rest and there's a time to show up. And, and, and work hard. Um, I know my grandmother once said to me that, you know, you are facing the sun. And when you are facing the sun, you show up and you run towards it because there's going to be a time when the sun's going to start setting on you. And right now I feel like I'm facing the sun. And so I'm running towards it with everything that I got. And um, this is just a, a uh, I'm just really appreciative of this chapter in my life to be able to be an artist and to do it. And I'm so grateful that, you know, with COVID still being hovering over us, that we're mm-hmm. able to have people come to the theater and commune together. And it seems also like we could all use a dose of your grandmother and face the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you chose to work with Devandon Jenke to direct and Mark Pfeiffer as your musical director. What makes each of them right for you for this piece at this time? Well, first, they're both brilliant. And mm. and I think what we the three of us have in common is that <laughs> sadly, we're workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't stop. We just don't stop. Um, to the point when we're in rehearsal, even our stage manager is like, please, can you please abide by the rules people and take a break? <laughs> Cause we love this, what we do, what we're doing so much that, um, we know we have to, to keep at it. You know, mm-hmm. the three of us, we go to bed with this show and, uh, we're so afraid to freeze it because we're constantly working for it. We believe in, um, um, 
Nina Simone and, and everything she stood for. And uh, we just feel like we have to show up and uh, always be working for improvement. Um, to be honest with you, when the three of us found out we had the green light to come to New York, we paused a bit. You know, we had a George Street wonderful run, wonderful reviews. And then we got a chance to go to Connecticut and work some more. And then somehow thinking about coming to New York, it feels like, ah, oh boy, this could be your, your last shot at it. And we weren't ready to say oh, we're ready to do that just yet because we're still working. I'm working every night. So we've kind of made a pact with each other that no matter what, the work has to continue. The work has to continue. You know, every night the, the show is so different. It's incredible to share the stage with my musical director, Mark Pfeiffer, who has crafted some of the best orchestrations around Nina Simone uh, cover songs. Uh, he and I also wrote a song for the show mm -hmm. that we're, we're tremendously um, uh, proud of. Meeting Devin Ann Janke as my director and Mark Pfeiffer, we didn't start off as friends, but mm -hmm. it was kind of like Nina led us to each other. Um, and, and we're family and we are family. And so I feel very well taken care of. And um, I, I can't imagine the show being in, in anyone's hands, anyone else's hands. Oh, how, how great. Particularly with your dual function to know that the three of you have this extraordinary working relationship. Yeah. You identify as a writer, actor, and Black woman who understands that you believe in the importance of, quote, owning your own stories. How does that work on Little Girl Blue and how you approach the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, prior to, to Little Girl Blue, I, I performed in a number of shows, uh, based on iconic Black women that were written by white men. And I always was very perplexed by that, you know. Um, so when I decided to write this show about, show, about, show about Nina Simone, initially it was, you know, to quiet those voices around Nina. But what I found is that I've crafted something where the shoe fits just right, you know. And I do mm -hmm. think it's, 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 it's necessary. And I think that um, the audience thanks us for it. When you see live theater, especially when we're talking about our icons, I think you have to pull the curtain back and, and consider whose point of view this is coming through. Who is the vessel uh, crafting this material? Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're all, we're all uh, hungry for truth and authenticity. And um, so this, this, is, this is all I'm, all I'm really trying to do is uh, be honest and um, preserve Nina Simone's legacy and, and, um, uh, and do it to my, my best natural ability. Uh, well, thank you for that. And Leona, thank you for your inspiration and your insight with us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I'm Lauren Klaas Schneider with Leona Michelle, writer and star of Little Girl Blue at New World Stages. Thank you.